actually held my breath whilst you were trying to find it there for a second. Mm. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 102. 102. 103. 102. 102. So Crit Apocalypse episode 102. It's 2019. It's the future. Ant, how are you feeling? Pretty damn future. Pretty damn future. Okay, cool. What have you been up to? Let's not talk about what we're going to review. Let's talk about your life. How you been? What you been up to? What have you done in the last two weeks? Nothing. I mean, that's fantastic, isn't it? Hmm. That's really what people want. It's a dynamic conversation about life, the yeah. universe, everything around us. Yeah. And, okay, since you like to cut the cheese, get to the chase, fuck her, I don't know, granny, let's do this. Okay. Any sort of introduction? No, I mean, what? What do you want to talk about? Well, it's crit- what, what show is this? Everyone it's is Crit Apocalypse, episode 102. Yeah. 102 of Crit Apocalypse, the podcast. People are here because they want to hear us, our, our voices, our ideas. They want to hear the future. They want to hear our passion about the things that we love and appreciate, or often the things that are just dog shit, like Aquaman. Or your favourite movie, Suicide Squad. Oh, wait, no, sorry, Suicide Squid. That was it. That was the, uh, wasn't that the, uh, the third Octodad game? <laughs> anyway, and. You've not been up to anything. No. no what are we going to get up to? Shenanigans. Yeah, no. Okay, well then, in that case, let's get straight to your first review. No, I haven't thought about what to review. I mean, God, what, what? I mean would you like another couple of minutes? I'll just... Shall I, yeah. shall I just... Fine, I'll review stuff. I mean, don't. Jeez. If you don't want to... Should I start with fucking thing I forgot to do last time? Always something in Philadelphia Series 13. No, because you reviewed that weeks ago. Okay, We're yeah. going to add to that apart. People don't want to hear about your opinions. <laughs> What's the point of the show? No. Right. No, I, I forgot to review um, Godzilla, the Planet Eater. The third Godzilla movie from Netflix. I yeah, anime. I wouldn't really call it a movie. It's, How long is it? It's an hour and a half. Okay, it's a movie. Yeah, but it's... A TV movie? I think you have to like have some Limited standards series? sometimes. Is it a limited it's like, series? It's like, it's, it's the modern equivalent of those OVA series they used to do years ago. You know, Years when, ago? You mean what they, the things they still do for anime series where they make like an add-on story? Yeah, just like those three parts, like the Final Fantasy cartoon was. I'm pretty sure Junto Ito has only ever made OVAs. Well, you know, but there's, you know, whatever, it's the modern equivalent of that, isn't it? It's just a little three part. You mean it's the current equivalent of that? Straight, what thing that should have been straight to DVD? Anyway. What well, should have been it's straight? not good. It's not good. <laughs> right, yeah, tell me why it's not good, though. Um, Lots of reasons, really. So, you know, the second one was like... No. Like, it wasn't good, but... I didn't watch the second no. one because you told me it was fuck awful. No, the first one was. Yeah, so it was but the, the second, second one. was like, at least had a plot. Like, it felt like they had a goal and there oh, was yeah, a story that happened. fuck awful. And then at the end of it, it was like, oh, Ghidorah's gonna come to the planet, except the main character knew that earlier, but then we get a scene where we hear someone met- metaphys who's like the sort of villain for the series, um, goes, oh, yeah, it's Ghidorah. That's the name I whispered in your ear earlier that the people watching at home didn't hear. And that plays the scene again. So you go, Ghidorah, and you're like, oh, shit. So they've frozen Godzilla, and he can't move, and Ghidorah's coming to Earth. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Because you need Godzilla to fight Ghidorah. So you're thinking, right, we're going to get to this final part of the trilogy, and it's going to be action-packed and stuff, and it's been fucking, like, Nearly four hours of this so far. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Godzilla comes down. And then he Godzilla's, crashes down. Oh, Godzilla's frozen, isn't he? And he's doing nothing. And then, and, then, and then Godzilla breaks out of the ice. No, he just stands there for what, ages. And then Mechazilla. No, no, no. Mechagodzilla was a city in this. They turned Mechagodzilla was like a city. Yeah. So, so Mothra. Mothra. No, no. I'll get to so, this. So, so, so. 
So what the thing is... Son of Godzilla? They know that there's like a whole load of people after the events of the last one yeah. are like, well, we were saved by some magical thing. Now we're going to believe this religion that uh, Metaphys is shouting about because he's an alien thing. Yeah. Um, and so he does some ritual and a bunch of people's heads fall off and stuff and they die. Oh, of course. Um, and then eventually, like about 40 minutes into the film, you're going, oh shit, Gidera's turning up. And there's one really good sequence in the film. It's like a genuinely good sequence where their spaceship up in orbit, um, all these like free like interdimensional portal things open up, yep. like tears in time, and these big old golden Gidera necks come out. And you're like, oh shit, and it's wrapping around the space station and time and space is being messed up. And they're yep. all like, we're not getting anything on the scanners. There's nothing there. Sounds incredible. Engineering's gone, but we're talking to them right now. How and do it's they ruin like, it? And it's all this sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, really cool sequence. Yep. And then there's a whole bit where it's like, there's no life signs on the bridge, Captain. And it's like, which is where they are. I was yep. like, what? And then everyone dies and the space station blows up. That's quite a cool sequence. Loads of panicking and all this sort of stuff. And quite a nice introduction. And then like, so you're like, oh, cool, okay, so now Ghidorah's going to come down to the planet and, you know, attack Godzilla, I guess. Yeah. So then the three snake head things come down and they bite Godzilla and then for like half an hour you get characters going, I'm not getting anything on the scanner, there's nothing there, but it's clearly biting Godzilla and Godzilla swipes for it, it's like, it hasn't got a physical form, but how's it biting onto Godzilla if it hasn't got a physical It's like for half an hour, just repeating the stuff we got when we did the space station bit yeah. earlier, Yeah. which was good. And you think, okay, maybe it's going to suck the life out of Godzilla, form Godzilla fight. Yeah. Godzilla versus... No. Um, it just lifts Godzilla in the air for a bit. And then the main character, like, sticks his thumbs into Metaphys' eyes. Yeah. Because apparently Metaphys is communicating with Ghidorah. Yeah. To tell it where to go. Yeah. And then Ghidorah starts to squirm away and Godzilla shoots the portals with an, uh, with his atomic, atomic breath. breath yeah. And that's it. Um, that's Ghidorah for you. Is that the whole film? Um, pretty much, yeah. There's so, like so. Wait, wait. The amount of times you had to go at me for explaining the entirety of the plot of a film, and you just did it as if it's not a thing. Yeah, it took two minutes. It's yeah, crazy, isn't it? Normally, it only takes like twelve minutes for okay. me. But yeah, there's like this whole thing where they where two of them go, "We need some help," because he's like in some weird dream place, and yeah. the main character, and they go to a giant egg, and you're like, "Oh shit, we're finally going to get Mothra," and in his dream state, this big old silhouette flies over and. That somehow wakes him up from it and makes him realise that, like, something weird's going on and Metaphys is messing with him. Yeah. And he's like, was that a moth? And that's your Mothra. <clears throat> Fantastic. I mean, they had the they had a weird tribe and twins in the tribe, like... They could have done anything. They could have done Mothra. They could have done anything. That sounds like <laughs> they, they could have done something. Fucking nothing. <laughs> in the year that we get Shin Godzilla, we also got the start to this trilogy, didn't we? Shin Godzilla was like 2016. It took yeah. ages to come out over here. And that was the same year that yeah. this series started, yeah? This one started last year. Last year in January. No, it didn't. It started before then. Yeah, it started last year in January. Second part okay. was like August and then... Well, that was about when we got part. Shin Godzilla on Blu-ray, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so fuck you, you fucking stupid cunts. Netflix, what are you fucking doing? It's not Netflix's fault. It's the <laughs> company making it. Netflix it, just buy this it shit. Is it Toto? Toto? It's um, Toho Animation. Toho, that was it. Toho. Yeah, it's Toho. Not, yeah. But it's Toho. It's not Toto. Don't blame yeah, it on them. They're busy dealing with Weezer cover songs, man. Have you seen that Weezer have released a covers album? Yeah, that's... Have you listened to any of it? They're a dad band now, aren't they? I'm going to listen to it on my way to work. They're old I'm going to see if I feel hyped up for work. They're old, aren't they? They are old. They're getting... They are so old. Yeah. They dress like I do. And they dress like an old fucking man. Hmm. Weezer. But yeah, this... 
waste of time. This new yeah, well, fucking, it sounds like... Oh, and it has real... the goal to have a post-credit sequence. It sounds just like it's Son just, of Godzilla. Post-credit sequence needs, means nothing. It's just like flash forward like 60 years and everyone's a bit old and there's some kids and they've built a new civilization with a tribe they found and that's... What would you recommend? So, okay, so let's do something a little bit different. Let's let's try and make this like an informative because we know it's shit. Let's try and make it shit, but what would you recommend a fan of Godzilla goes and watches instead of this shit? So you've got three movies. What are the three movies? Bust them out. All Maybe the other not Godzilla well known. films. See, I would, I would always say to people, watch watch um, the original Godzilla because not a lot of people have seen the 50s Godzilla. Yeah, it's the best freaking I would say, great film. Fantastic film. Yeah, see the original Godzilla. You can get it in Blu-ray now. And it, impeccable transfer. It's fucking it's great. It's the old uh, British Film um, Institute rest- restoration they did. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Which watch- never got released on Blu-ray over here, only DVD. Yeah, but it got released on Blu-ray in Japan and America. Yeah, of course. by Criterion. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'd recommend watching that. Shin Godzilla, of course. And then, if you've got time, I'd say that you can see the generations and how Godzilla's evolved mm. in, those, in three films just... 2014's Godzilla. Oddly enough, Brian Cranston. It's all right. Pretty yeah. Good. I would say original Godzilla for the height of Godzilla and how good it can be and the fact it can have a message and then go on to Shin Godzilla to see how, you know, how... how. If you Godzilla... want an Evangelion movie well, no, about it, the Avis. <laughs> it's, it's Godzilla if Godzilla was done realistically in this day and age and if we still had to deal with bureaucrats. And then it's, Godzilla it's a fucking 20... hilarious film. Yeah, and Godzilla 2014 is, is Godzilla from the perspective of people... Just, yeah, just people stop about it. that. But I saw what Gareth Edwards was doing. I, I, yeah, to I me, that it. film was him going, "Hey, remember how that light night eight film sucked? Well, don't worry, we got the design down. Okay, now let's get on the story for a little bit." That was the problem, though. I, I genuinely still. He think- was teasing the like the potential for you to still be disappointed, and every yeah. time he's going, "Look how fucking awesome he looks! Look at him punching monsters! I, Atomic breath!" I still stand by the fact that he wrote that script. Brian Cranston being the lead character. Well, they didn't have anything else for him to do. His character had his character had no purpose to the plot once he finds out. Well, no, out. but that's the thing though. He could use his knowledge of atomic energy and what they're drawn to. Whereas Aaron Taylor Johnson had that information. He still went. I wonder where Godzilla's going. I would have put more stuff on Aaron Taylor Johnson's family bit. I would have, have just, him run out into the city and he has to try and find. I would him. have had him die, and then Brian Cranston's journey being trying to save his son. Brian Cranston injects himself with G cells and turns oh, into a monster. Yes, to fight Godzilla. Holy fuck! I can't wait for Warlord to be out on Blu-ray. Anyway. I still want to make my Godzilla film where Godzilla fights a wrestler who's been using Jeeve cell steroids and they have a wrestling match in the middle of Tokyo. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping off the um, buildings like they turn buckles and stuff. Godzilla doing elbow drops. It'd be rad. But no, it's not, it's not very good, this Godzilla film. Um, no, none of them are. I no. think you could probably edit it down into an hour and a half of a solid action series thing yeah maybe yeah probably <laughs> but it's, it's one of those typical things where it just wastes a lot of time reiterating stuff and just needlessly just dragging stuff out yeah one of the girls from the other films one of the main characters just is basically in a coma for that whole thing and then he uses her as a bomb to defeat Godzilla she's got some cells in her or something and they she flies a thing into Godzilla so no technology can be built from what they had or some shit because it'll bring Ghidorah back or something. It's really confusing. Um, it's just not good. They're doing an Ultraman series soon. There's an Ultraman anime coming to yeah, I saw Netflix. That. It's probably going to be bad, isn't it? Well, it's based on the um, the manga comics. The series doesn't really follow the comics. The manga comics are a bit more violent and dark. And I don't think Ultraman grows in the manga comics. What do you mean? He's always just big. Yeah, he's more like an Iron Man type character. Oh, right. So but he's it's but like suit. 1960s Iron Man. 
So yeah, he's got like a special suit thing. Weird. But um, that'll be interesting. See if that works. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, at the very least we'll we'll see how that works. The trailer looked kind of neat, but he did the whole cross thing with his arms and God! fired the fired the beam and it cut mm. a monster. So you know, yeah. Netflix loves its anime now, or at least its CGI so. created anime. Apparently so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. The very least. All right. Um. Okay. So is it my review? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, I'm going to also review a Netflix thing, but I'm going to go the other way. It's a positive review, because oh. Netflix are paying us. No, I wish they fucking were. Um, so, um, my Bird first box, review... Bird yeah. Pun? Bird Box, yeah. No. No, I'm never going to talk about Bird Box again. It makes me angry and sad and angry You're and sad. You're in a blindfold right now. Angry, sad, and angry and sad. Um, so, I'm going to talk about a f- series that I thought was a film. Because it's one of those things that I saw the trailer for and I was like, oh, Netflix is going to release that movie. And now it's a series. Um, so I watched Kingdom, which well, is... in the Stephen King? No. The last one, Trier. Kingdom Hospital, isn't it? It was called The Kingdom. It was, was like it? a hospital. And then there's the last one, Trier thing, which is basically the same. Oh, okay. No, it's... It so was it's called Kingdom. It's nothing to do with either Arts? of those. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with either of those. So Kingdom is... Well... It's it's a very very weird very weird film. Uh, so Kingdom is is a zombie series, but uh, the reason I was excited don't give me that face don't give me that face. It's a very violent bloody zombie series set in feudal Japan before the creation mm. of the Great Wall, before the invention of zombies. No, before the creation of the Great Wall, and they follow much more similarly. Which Great Wall, the Great Wall. China. China. <laughs> yeah. So, so set in China. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's actually racist. set in China. For fuck's sake! Already cocked up the room. Scrap it. We're starting again. Hit, hit, delete. We're starting again. No. Okay. So it's set in China um, when the uh, the five the five walls existed. So it was where they kept um, warring warring factions from fighting. Walls um, work, you know. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this is ha- this is before the before the creation of the Great Wall. Yeah. Although they've got the timelines a bit mixed up because they have firearms, but let's just let's just say it's before the creation of the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so um, China is dealing with an, uh, the king. The king has died. The king of the land. The king of all of China has died. The Which emperor. One? Uh, I can't remember his name. But the emperor has died. But. But in this reality, because I'm going to say in this reality, because I've already mentioned it's it's historically close to a to a timeline that may or may not have happened in our reality. Um, in this reality, there exists a plant called the resurrection plant. Um, it's just a leaf that you boil down and you give it to people, and then they come back to life. But uh oh, they're not alive; they're zombies. But they are only active at night, not during the day. Oh, that's okay. You just don't have any night ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the king has died and he has a son but the current um monarchy or the current the current um the current political party don't want the son to come into power because he's very uh, he he's very sympathetic to his people. So he actually he actually goes and he meets people and although he's only met people of his his area his his um Modality is area. Uh, because he's only met people around him, hmm. he's only met sort of people that are on a higher level, like they get food, they get meat, they get veg, you know, they're, they're very well looked after. He's never met the poorer people that are suffering from taxes, uh, the taxation is very high, um, and also under the form of the, the military that actually like sort of act like the police force hmm. between villages. 
Um, so he's gone out because he's looking for a doctor to treat his father, who he thinks is just very, very sick. Um, that particular doctor is a specialist in dealing with the illness that his dad's dealing with. Um, on his way out, he takes his royal guard, who's a gentleman whose wife is giving birth, but there have been put complications. So he also wants that doctor to come back so he can help with his wife. Um, complicated. Where's the zombies? So... So together these two head out to a village where the Doctor was last reported and what do they come across? A very, very empty but grisly scene. Um, and from there you sort of, you learn what these zombies are like. So it wasn't sand people. <laughs> one, of the, one of the very, very best scenes happens in the first episode and it is how the zombies first, first like sort of attack. And I won't, I won't give too much away but I will tell you that the scene itself, I won't, I won't give away the plot I mean because it's, there's a lot going on. There's more than you'd expect. I mean, I've I've explained the the diplomatic side of things and how how it comes about that. Firstly, one person is re- resurrected, but also on the other side of that, why he's resurrected, why they need to keep him alive, and it's it's basically he has a child. If they get the child in power, they can manipulate him and make him make decisions that will make them richer and be worse for the people. But if the prince comes into power then what will happen is the princes, with his sympathetic ear, will listen to the people and make life better for them, but worse for the monarchy. So they don't want to do that. Uh, and, and you know, that's just... That's that's it. So one of the problems... It's zombies. It is. It is fucking zombies. And they only come alive at night. During the day, they're dead. They sort of bury themselves, some of them. Some of them, like, sort of run away as the sun's setting. They bury themselves under the ground, like in the woods and stuff. Others just fucking drop to the ground. If they're in buildings, they just drop to the ground. And um, it is, it is fucking incredible. Hmm. I don't want to, because this isn't, this is different from the excitement I felt when I first saw The Walking Dead. Because when I first saw The Walking Dead, I said, oh, it's exactly the same as the comics. The problem is that they've, they've taken a black and white comic and they've put this horrible filter on everything to try and emulate these muddy tones of like a black and white comic. They made it like sepia toned everywhere. There's not much color to the world. your TV's broken. Shut up. So when you go back and watch The Walking Dead, it's kind of like it's very. It seems like very filtered. There's like a lot of. It just doesn't look very nice. This everything is bright and vibrant. So when you see the clash, like the blood and and fire, fire is used incredibly well in this because obviously when they come to life at night, we're at a disadvantage. Normal people are at a disadvantage because we can't see, but these things hunt perfectly fine at night. Then I'm like vision goggles. So fire is well. No, it's all set in the past. Uh, I did mention that it's all set in the past. And so fire is used spectacularly. And also, the other thing... It's the Chinese man. They were very ahead of the times. Another thing, everything is is set. There's no CGI village that you pan over with, like, a drone shot. There are these fucking massive sets. Like, actual villages for this series. When they go in the gate... So, explain the scene when they first step in and they see the empty little village that's got all these fucking pipes pointing to, a like, a... a, a not a gangway, like a, like a choke point leading towards a temple. And when they open the gates, it's all there. Ooh. It has presence. There are these fucking massive spiky sticks centering into this choke point. And there's gl- like ghoulish bits of blood and fucking viscera hanging off of them. There's no bodies because obviously the dead have buried or hidden themselves. And that's and that's where you kind of find out they do that. So they're travelling through this grisly, grisly scene and the prince puts his foot down on a plank and it collapses and his foot hits a gooey mound of people. And so the fucking when the guards are called because they have like a small like um, you've got the the head guard who's with the prince all the time and then you've got like a small like small little army 
not an army, a small little group of soldiers that go with them and they help them drag the bodies out. And they, when they're dragging them out from under the houses where they've sort of, because they couldn't get out of the buildings, so they hung, they went under the ground, under the houses and hidden to like a small, small little, like, um, not a basement, but you know, when you've got an elevated house, you've got that little gap underneath. What's that yeah. called in America? They, they have like a specific term for it. Uh, <sighs> anyway, they, body they, hole. Yeah, body hole. They go under, they like, it's only, it's, it's gotta be only like 12, 14 inches. They go under there and one of the guards goes, alright, I've got something, can you pull me out? And he, and he, they're pulling it out. And instead of it just being one body that comes out, all the bodies are entwined where they've just, just oh, so really like, like fucking, so it's like, they drag them out and there's about 12 bodies all just like twisted round each other where they fucking, they've all had to shove in under this small space to hide. And it's just, it's that kind of visual that's just, it's it's missing in every American zombie show. Zed Nation had the ability to do whatever it wanted, and it went very silly, but it had the ability, he could have done these crazy scenes, but it just didn't. The Walking Dead had the budget to do these spectacular scenes, and it just can't. It just can't do anything well, really, The Walking Dead anymore. And then you've got this, it's a Netflix show, it's obviously got a smaller budget than, than Walking Dead, and it's incredible. It's only six episodes, but every episode has a point, and it's got this great night and day cycle. They keep having to find shelter. They travel during the day, find shelter, and they have so little time to sleep. And it's like these, the characters build and you, you find people you like and it's, it is so fucking good. It just, Netflix doesn't deserve it. This is the kind of thing they HBO... probably don't make it. No, probably not. But this is the kind they of thing... They don't make much of their own things. This is the kind of thing that could replace Game of Thrones as a series to watch. Hmm. You've got the mythology there. You've got this environment. You've got these massive it's full of Asian sets. people, though, and Americans won't watch Asians. <laughs> you've got these massive fucking sets. The sound of it. The sound of arrows whistling, like, done properly through stereo sound and fucking explosions. Stereo? Stereo sound. Now, I don't have 5.1 on my, pa- on my iPad, and I've been travelling all weekend, so I've had Stobbly. to sort of... I've actually sort of watched stuff on on my tablet, and and it's just not been as it's not been the best situation. But you don't have to watch stuff on your tablet. You can just sit. And I was just I was literally be a human, just sit in a train or something. What stare out the window? Yeah. <laughs> you try it just every now and again. Just fucking terrible. Just try sitting down and being a human. I'd rather be closed off in my own little space watching something. Anyway, so yeah, Kingdom. Kids I today, can't. I cannot recommend the series. Five enough. minutes without watching Peppa Pig. I would say that it could be an episode. It could be an episode shorter. I feel like there is there are episodes where you there's don't only six of them. There's only six, but I feel like it could be like one or two short. It doesn't need all the political stuff. Could be summed up in in sort of a header and a footer. So it could be the beginning and the end. It doesn't need to be all the way throughout. And there are a lot of scenes where it goes back, and you've got like certain people finding out about it and how they use that information, and and that's really really good because it builds story and it gives us through. There's Lou Boo in it. Pardon? It's Lou Boo in it. No. Uh, no. No. But although those things When's do the Dynasty Warrior spin off coming out. <laughs> although those things do do sort of pad the runtime, there are still these these great scenes. There are reasons for it. I just feel like maybe as the series went on, as the threat became just the monsters and the people that were hunting these two, I don't think it needed to necessarily be so front and centre. But I I have to give it to Tom Atkins. It surprised me. I didn't I didn't expect to be so into it. And right now there are a lot of zombies in what I'm in in everything. So yeah, you can watch stuff that doesn't have zombies in it. Do I you know, know right? Like I wish I could, but this is just too good not to watch. And also it has it has the prince. So it has the prince, the um, the crown prince. He 
he basically kills one of them and then when he meets up with everyone else he says aim for the head and I was like oh Asian Rick <laughs> he's come finally Rick. but there's um there's a guy who has I've a got gun like a Rick costume on Resident Evil 2 have they? yeah it's yeah, like a no, sheriff why? costume why? and you have Leon stand there Jesus um, there's a there's a great scene in which one guy's just escaping a prison it shows how useless wooden prisons are hmm. he just he just basically pelts it towards the door jumps into the door complete disregard for his body knocks the door down knocks down the two guards and then instead of just walking out the door like a normal person he does the same again you see him fall about a metre on the other side and just get some stuff legging it I was like what a fucking champ he really committed to opening doors that way for the rest of his life but yeah I recommend everyone watch it if you like horror if you like zombies if you like anything kinetic and really well made this is fucking spectacular I think you'd really enjoy it although it's just something where I've explained it and it sounds very B-movie I think you really would enjoy it because there's a lot going it's a lot it aims so much higher so Chinese zombies no just watch it because Chinese zombies do that thing where they put their arms out and they hop no that's vampires Uh, showed you up dickhead zombies (laughs) no it's vampires it's zombies anyway your turn fuck you um Let's review a tiny, 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 tiny little game. Yeah? Called Donkey Pung. Okay. Donkey Pung, Donkey Pung, Pung. Um, Donkey Pung is a game by Nathan Meunier, who did Missile Cards. Yeah, yep. game. It's on iOS and Steam. Yep, yep. Um, and it's basically, it's really simple. So you've got a little red ball, and you got you got like a, it's, because it's a mobile phone thing, you got like a narrow vertical field, and you're yep. bouncing around it, and spikes are popping out and stuff, and all you can do is bounce. So you press jump button press a button to bounce up a little higher and that's your only way of controlling it when you hit the wall the other side you turn and bounce back and it's just basically going back and forth and your aim is to collect the little white balls in the level and it's kind of really simple it's kind of like a weird mixture of snake um, pong like a bit super meat boy you know buzz saws and shit flying around and it's all about your skill to avoid getting murdered okay basically okay um, and it's all about just you know avoiding that yummy death and it's just like simple, simple little fun. It's very yellow. The entire screen's yellow. Um, probably less troublesome when you're playing on iOS, but on when you're on Steam, it's like the gameplay area is the middle part of the screen, mm. and everything's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it's a really fun little, charming, simple little puzzle, little bouncy ball game, and it's properly difficult. Like it took me probably about eight tries to get past the first level, and I can't beat the second level. The second level's just brutal. Um, it has boss battles at the end of the stages. Like, you go through four waves of obstacles to dodge. Yeah. And the final one is the boss battle. And the boss will have some sort of thing where he'll become dangerous for a few for a little while. So you can't bat hit him while he's dangerous. And then you have to hit a flashing ball to fire a bullet at him. To, yeah. To shoot him in the eye and kill him. Doesn't take <laughs> him many in hits. the eyes. Yeah. That's Doesn't not take a many hits point for anyone. Him. Ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's like so I'm only on level two. That's all I can get to, and I can't get any further. And I'm enjoying it. And it's one of those. It's got that thing like um, Super Hexagon, where like you you know if you fail, you just instantly press the button and start playing again. It's not too much bother to just carry on playing. Yeah, because you know it's one of those things where you, when you fail, it is your fault because you weren't judging the distances and stuff. Like the ball always bounces the exact same way. Its drop is always the same, and things like that. There's little things in there, like if you go too far to the top of the screen and hit the top of the screen, you get launched directly downwards really fast. Mm-hmm. So you've got like half a second to hit jump before you smack into the spikes at the bottom. Um, I know later stages have stuff like water filling up from the bottom of the screen to sort of cut down how much play area you've got to move around in yeah. for a while. I think you have to hit some valves to drain water on that stage. Um, 
so you know you can get your play area back and stuff. But it is just so freaking difficult, and all you're doing is just tapping. You literally like on your phone, play it idly, and just tap away. You can do it just having a poo. Handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is handy when you're having a poo because you need your other hand got for. Got to take some big shit sometimes. Yeah, for dislodging, dislodging stuff. Dislodging your poops. Yeah, because you know everyone suffers from that problem. Got to get those poops out. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a really fun little game, and he's um. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Just like Missile Cards, not enough people have brought it. That seems to happen with Nathan's yeah. game sometimes. Which is a bit well, last time you hyped it up quite a bit. Missile Cards did all right on um, iOS, I think. Not like amazingly, but I think it sold quite a few. This has done better on iOS than it has on Steam. But it's all got positive reviews on Steam. There's like one person gave it a negative review saying, it relies entirely on luck and it doesn't. Like No. Uh, it seems people think if there's any element of randomization, it's luck. And because the attack, like the spikes and stuff that come out are randomised each level. But... The skill, it's not, doesn't mean it's luck based, it's skill based because every time when you're playing it, there is a complete consistent control scheme. It would be luck based if it was something like Octodad, like where, you know, your movement isn't always perfect and things knock you around, or Goat Simulator where stuff doesn't always work out exactly right. But this is always precise and reliable, like Super Meat Boy is, like you always know exactly how far he's going to jump and all that. You've played, you also know, you know the exact timing of it, you get yeah. so used to it. Yeah, that's what Donkey Pong does. It's like you'll see you'll see two buzzsaws coming at different speeds, and once you played it for a little bit, you'll get whether or not you can arc through them in between them or anything like that, or make little things. You get bonuses for narrowly missing death as well. You get death hug bonus when you just narrowly miss a buzzsaw. It goes death hug, <laughs> um, and there's a combo meter to build up for that. And I can't I can't build that up very far. I've got up to like the second stage of the combo meter. Um, but it is like you find yourself playing after a while when you're going for high scores, purposely letting yourself get real close to spikes and bouncing off, which adds a little risk reward to it. A bit like crazy taxi and the near misses and stuff. Yeah, just like you, you try a little bit harder to make things worse for you, um, just to get that high score. Because there is like the stages have like a high score target to beat as well. Um, there's a couple of unlockables as well. When you let you, you every time your hearts you collect are little things, little balls you eat collect them up and they trade in for levelling up and you get new unlocks. I got a big pung on there. So you get big a big pung? ball. Big ball. Big ball. Yeah. Donkey pung. Um, Donkey and there's fart noises in there as well if you're really mature. So whenever you jump you get <laughs> I love fart noises. Yeah. Whenever you collect a little circle ball thing and you eat it it goes like that which is nice. And whenever you start levels you get to hear Nathan going pung 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 and stuff like that. He says random things. He must have recorded a whole ton of different weird voices. Going, mmm, yummy death. Stuff like that when you mm, die. Mmm, yummy death. Yeah, when you die. He goes, death. You get death in big letters. Um, but yeah, fun little thing. Um, well, worth trying out. It's in like two ninety nine on iOS and £5 something on Steam. Two ninety nine. Like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? But the thing is... made of money. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's kind of on Steam and as per usual, you know, vanishes under all the other games that are on there. Like, you know when you go through Steam and you roll through recommendations and you can play nothing but indie games and it'll recommend you, like, one indie game out of hundreds. And there we Call of Duty and, everywhere. Yeah, and it'll constantly be going, hey, why don't you buy all the latest new games from EA or whatever? And, well, no, not EA, because EA don't put stuff on Steam now. But it's constantly pushing the same sets of games. Sometimes on the same page you'll see the same game appearing twice when you're scrolling through that recommendations thing. And it takes like what, like five clicks to get to the actual new releases list, like the actual list of what's come out in order. Like it's just a mess that store nowadays. Like perfectly good games just get buried under just endless hentai puzzle games and stuff. But you keep buying the hentai puzzle games. Well, I mean, 
There's just something about them that attracts me. I don't it's know the what art, it is. isn't it? It's artistic. Yeah. yeah. I like I like the fact that, you know, hashtag no censorship happens in my games. Yeah. Anyway, Donkey Pong. It's fun. Donkey Pong. It's fun. Donkey Pong. Donkey. Donkey Pong. Everyone likes Donkey. He's that YouTuber. Who? Or street, you donkey. Video game donkey. He's a streamer. Oh. And this is a game where you fling him around inside a death pit full of spikes. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Anyway. You review your next thing. You got review number two? Yes, it is review number two. I'm going to let you have a second review. You're going to let me have a yeah, second review. Just out of my kindness. So I watched Bumblebee. Yeah, it's great. It's, you know, right, it's better than I expected. Exactly. But it's not good. It's a good film. It's fine. It's a very good Question film. Question mark. Has emotions. Does it? Yeah. yeah. So it's fine. It's I really think good. that... For a Transformer movie, this is excellent. I mean, it's a lot better than any of the Michael Bay ones. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, for a Transformer film, this is as good as I could have hoped. But, I mean, you summed up in your review, it's set in the 80s. Some girls lost her dad. Her family are moving on. She can't. Um, she... Yeah, instantly, that's more character in one yeah, sentence yeah. than the entirety. Like, only one of the Transformers movies, despite Sam, have a motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, he wants me, a better job. That's it. Yeah. In the in the third one, um, it made me laugh. <sighs> yeah. A couple of times, which is good. Yeah. Um, what about when John Cena picks up a gun? He's going, "We're going to get some payback." <laughs> 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 Fucking God, yeah. I was only personally laughed in the cinema like that. So, <laughs> I have a couple of questions oh, because. Really? So it made me laugh twice. The first time was the car where she's like, "I'll give you this if you." Give me that car. And he's like, take it. It's your birthday. Take it. I was really so happy. I like that. It was emotional, that bit. I mean, it wasn't. He was being really nice. He was being really nice, but he, yeah. he played it so flat. The whole scene was very flat. And then she, she runs off and she's like, she's like, I'm going to try and start up. She starts up and it starts. And then she's driving down the road. And then he goes, that thing's a death trap. He goes, she is not going to survive. <laughs> that was the bit that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I had... I had a few problems with the ending. It's just another tower shooting a laser up. They couldn't escape that. That's really. the only ending you can have in films. No, like no, they kind of couldn't escape I that. I guarantee Endgame's going to end with a laser. Being oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but they couldn't get away from that. Just I, I actually think that Endgame's going to end with... Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But No. Um, no, we're not talking about it ever. Okay, well, we'll talk about Endgame when it's out. Uh, but um, Justice League Endgame. Yeah, Justice League Endgame. Um a couple of couple of things I really enjoyed. I liked the fact that all the Transformer fights were one on one. You could see what was happening. Yeah. So Bumblebee's always yellow, which mm. was always um, they color coded all the enemies really well. Yeah. And when you get that Cybertron bit at the start, like you know it's, exactly who the Transformers. The Cybertron are. bit at the start was probably the best part yeah. of the film. That is really. It's fun. really good, isn't it? It's like oh, this is Transformers. Yeah. One and one thing, Prime does the jump. So one of the questions <laughs> I have. Um, why is it that sometimes bullets and rockets can blow up a building? Like, even the biggest building, and then other times they barely seem to have any impact whatsoever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> kids today in your nitpicking. <laughs> it's, it's like, sometimes it's just like a firework going off, and then other times it could destroy a whole tower. Yeah. Sometimes the bullets go through things, and then other times they can be stopped by a very loosely patterned, like... Steel rebar. Not much in the way of bullets in this film. <laughs> the villains liquefy people. I know, which is funny. But they're like it's a PG film, like an actual um, PG certificate film. So everything was stupid. In the in everyone but the girl was stupid. The 
the boyfriend memo character kind of memo memo the boyfriend character kind of um there's some really stupid scenes that don't really need to happen it's but good. other than that you know it like like i said for a transformers movie excellent for a regular movie it's fine it's not offensive it's not racist it's not stupid I mean, well, there's some stupid stuff in there, but like it's. I not... like when they trash the house and there's no fix in the house sequence. Yeah, Bumblebee trashes the whole fucking house, and everyone's like, "Well, the house is trash now. I guess we're just going to live in our trash yeah. house." <laughs> there's no like great. montage of them fixing the house up before no. mom and dad gets back. It's just they can't. When um, he's partially transforms like Bumblebee, maybe he didn't fully transform, and he's like left his legs. As yeah, it's just legs, and he's like, it's I like, like, like a segue. He, I like when he goes to get through, he sort of shrinks down. Oh, he puts his head and through, then he, the cat and then he pops up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's fine. Bombie's it's, cute. He's so full of character in that film. Yeah, and he. But I wish he still had a voice because yeah. he's voiced by the kid from uh, Maze Runner, who's actually yeah. really good. It doesn't. It sounds like Bumblebee. It sounds yeah. like a spot on Bumblebee voice. It sounds like a teenage slash. I think they should have saved him getting. Well, you could say save him losing his voice box thing until the end because Bumblebee can wise in Transformers nowadays doesn't have a voice in any version. Yeah. Anymore. But at the same time, without a voice, it becomes more visual expression thing with interacting with the character, and it's it's better for film in this sense. It's like E.T. doesn't speak perfect English for a per- reason. Yeah. E.T.'s voice is all broken, and he doesn't speak broken English because it's a better way to do a visual storytelling. Yeah, Him reaching out with his finger to touch, loot thingy on the other finger, yeah, like that is a visual thing, rather than going, give me your finger, I'll fix it. Yeah. Like, it's better for film. I was... Like, I, you can tell thought went into this. Yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't play with the whole memory loss thing a little bit more. Yeah, it's kind of messing around, but he's sort of learning who he is, and it's, yeah. that's that's the excuse to make him more childlike. I wish that instead they had like you know how he, um, I guess spoilers. No, everybody's seen this. That's going to see this, right? It didn't do great in the cinemas. I, um, I think it's done right. I think it's done better than um, the last Transformers film. Didn't no, last Transformers <laughs> film did, stood at like 1.2 billion. No, no, the last one did 600 million worldwide. Really, it flopped oh. like hard. Um, but. <laughs> One That's the why things, they cancelled... That film was meant to be the start of a new trilogy, and they yeah. cancelled it. One of the things that I, <laughs> I didn't understand, it's set in the 80s, you know, mm. Star Wars films are still really popular and everything like that. Smiths. I wish they'd, I, I wish they'd done, like, the like a little... Because the problem with the Transformers films is it, it had a lot of references to other Transformers films. You know, like, it had, like, the enemies that weren't in the other Transformers films, stuff like that. Why didn't it have, like, a nice little moment where he's, like seeing memories of B, Bumblebee, like seeing what he used to do and then freaking out a bit, but then also sort of using those recordings or hearing those recordings or or learning from his training, you know, like something along those lines, just because he sort of went from bumbling, can't remember anything, to battle view, and then suddenly he was this kick-ass assassin. There's a end. couple of moments where the visor pops down his head and he has yeah. no idea what's going on. That's yeah. like his, I don't know what this is. But I just wish he's freaking that... Out. He went from because he doesn't really he he isn't treated like a character, which is a bit of a shame. He, yeah, but he's she's, he's not the main character. I know he's not the main character, but he films named after him. There's two main characters, him and the girl. I wish that he had a bit more of a journey from going like from I don't remember. Two to, main characters are John Cena's right and left bicep. <laughs> John Cena had some good lines. He's fucking hilarious in this. He film. was just because he was deadpan. Because he knows he's in an 80s... He plays it like an 80s action hero while everyone else is not doing that. One of the things I kept thinking was, like, did his friend die? 
when yeah. the thing came down. Yeah. But you never they never reference it. That's what no, he does. He picks up the gun and says, Let's get some payback. Yeah, but they never reference the fact his friend died. They all just yeah, sort that's of why he brought the gun up. He was the closest to the explosion. He was fine. He got a scar. <laughs> which healed very quickly. Yeah, really quick. Actually, I think this, you're supposed to take it that there's been a few months before that first incident oh, and okay. later, but because the car's yeah. been sitting there for a while. But the first incident happens in another state. It's like two states over. Yeah, yeah, it's like Bumblebee's then, obviously Bumblebee run for two it. Two states and, over. He just ran through it, went to San Francisco. He fell down a hill. Yeah, he's, and then he, <laughs> he scanned the vehicle. He was on a beach. He scanned the thing for a new disguise. Yeah, and he was on a beach. And some, at some point, someone must have towed him somewhere and two dumped states, him in there. Two states over. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it's not offensive, which is quite possibly the best best thing you could say about a Transformers film, isn't it? Well, um, the last one didn't have much racism in it. Yeah, it just didn't have any plot or editing or anything else in it. Um, Anthony Hopkins was in that. Yeah, I know. You know what? I would actually recommend this. This is the first Transformers film that I would say to people, if you're looking for a fun... you never watched the animated film, have you? No, I have. I have. I just... I don't remember it very well. well you got it on Blu-ray the other I day, do. I, well, I've had it on Blu-ray for a while. I want it, didn't I? Such a good film. I am going to watch it. I want it when the last Transformers the movie was in the cinema. <laughs> uh, but I, I will give this a go. I am looking forward to... Well, no, sorry. I gave it a go. I think they should just forget all the other films and just build from this one. Next film, Transformers film. Build from this one. Carry on. Because uh, this one destroys the continuity of the old films anyway. Know, but I wouldn't say this is the best, this is the best starting point. It's fine. It's well, so why did Bumblebee leave? He didn't even remember what was happening yet. He just left. He was like, yeah, I'm done. He had a mission. He had, he's called to Optimus Prime. Yeah. You're paying attention. That's who he was driving off with at the end. Optimus Prime had got to Earth now. And there's that bit with him in the woods afterwards. So it was meant to be Prime. Yeah, it was. Did you not watch the frigging credits? <laughs> it was an after credit scene. Yeah, there's a bit where Bumblebee and Prime are walking oh, yeah, around in the woods, and but Prime's like, you've done real good, Bumblebee. You're my best friend. We're in the woods together. Want to kiss? Never watched that shit. Ah. I didn't stay behind for it. I didn't know there's an end credit scene. You always stay for the end credits. But yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty okay. It's pretty okay. It's better than Aquaman. Mm. Way better than Aquaman. That's okay. I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. It's a lot better than And Aquaman. everyone knows opinions aren't settled until I've seen them, so... Yeah, I know. Well, you've got to check out Aquaman, because it is worse than this movie, mm. but better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> so if that gives you... An, that's, that's a pretty wide gauge. Um, to be honest, this, I mean, like when it comes to the DC films, there's, like, two passable films. Yeah. And then Justice League is obviously in a league of its own way ahead of the others. Right, league! Pun. Yeah. But, um, um, I give this... I'm. I'm Gonna give this a Channing Tatum. Good and bad. Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Done good. It's done bad. Always, always worth checking out. But you know, you love checking out Channing Tatum. I do love checking out Channing. You love checking out Channing Tatum. Anyway, at your review, review number two, two, three, three. I'm ahead of you. Um, Sorry. Let's do. What do you want? Super Sentai, Power Rangers, or Carmen Rider? Your choice. Power Rangers or Carmen Rider? Uh, Carmen Rider. Carmen Rider. Carmen Rider! Um, so I finally watched the whole Carmen Rider series, um, which was Carmen Rider X-Aid, which was the series that started in 2016, ended in 2017. Um, this is the series, it's brilliant, where... Okay, get this. All right. So some assholes made a computer virus okay. in video games <gasps> that infects real people. Oh! <gasps> 
So it's like a virus that becomes a real biological virus, yep. spawns a monster from them. Yep. As long as the monster's rampaging around doing monstery things, they start to fade away and die. What? And when they get stressed, it makes it worse. And like if there's something they're stressed about, they fade away quicker and then die. And then the monster wins. Anyway, so obviously, in order to fight this, because it's a medical condition, you need doctors to become Carmen Riders. And the lead character is called Emu, and he was, before he became a doctor, he was like a esports gaming champion. Okay. Called Genius Gamer M. Oh, good um, name. Yeah, Genius Gamer Emu. Um, and he is the perfect choice to become Carmen Rider XA to... Of course. Fight monsters. One thing that's kind of neat, he's not actually, like, meant to be the main Carmen Rider. It's like, there's already two others before he becomes XA, and they, like filter them in really quickly through the story. It quickly becomes like a bit of an ensemble cast thing. Um, but basically the whole thing is they turn into the Carmen Rider, start off like a big chibi cartoony looking fat cartoony character, which is really weird for Carmen Rider, mm. um, which generally was more adult skewing than Super Sentai. Yeah. Like if you've seen Amazons. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> which is very violent. This one's series violent I've that. recently watched that series. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, so they you know they fight the monsters and they can beat them with the weapons when they hit them. It goes hit in big letters on the screen, goes, pew, 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 like that. Yeah. Um, it's very silly and fun, but it also leans really hard into the medical drama side of things. Like all the medical stuff is presented, and all the plot stuff when they're not in their rider costumes is presented like um, sort of soap opera medical dramas where there's a plot twist every episode and there's melodrama and there's doctors who have trouble with their feelings and stuff and there's patients who don't want to be treated and all this and there's just plot twist to be the whole way through. Um, And it does get a bit much towards the end when it's literally every episode some major revelation is happening towards the end of the series. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's really funny. (laughs) There's just... Especially the Christmas episode where they kill one of the main characters off on Christmas Day. (laughs) Um, He comes back later. Oh. Yeah, because it turns out when people die, their data is being stored inside the game that they were infected with. And so there's a possibility they could revive them. But by the end of the series and the film that follows after it, they haven't revived everyone. They don't know how to do it. Just a couple of people got brought back because of stuff the villains were doing. Um, One of the characters, who's the main villain for the first half of the series, Dan Kuroto, is like, he's obsessed with launching this game. Carmen Rider Chronicle would be a big, massively multiplayer game where everyone can become a Carmen Rider and fight monsters, which is obviously just going to spread the virus everywhere and, you know, infect the whole world and all this sort of stuff. Probably a bad idea. Um, but he dies partway through the series. And then later on, he gets revived and he's got 99 lives now because he's turned himself, he's given himself continues. <laughs> he'd planned it all along. And he's not a bad guy when he comes back, though. He kind of ends up helping them because like some other people have taken over his company and they're, he's like, they can't do this. This is my plan. So he gets pissed off. So his whole whole plan is to end it because he doesn't like that other people are making games and stuff that aren't, he's authorised by him. He starts calling himself Shin Dan Kuruto, as in nice. new Dan Kuruto, and then starts calling himself God Dan Kuruto and shouting about how much of a god he is. Um, it's brilliant. When he dies, just fades away and goes like that and then a warp pipe appears out the ground and he pops out the warp pipe and carries on. Um, <laughs> It goes absolutely frigging batshit insane and gradually becomes one of the best things about the show as it goes on. Um, but yeah, it, it's silly, comedic, fun. Very unusual for Carmen Rider series. That's really brightly coloured and everyone, none of them look like Carmen Riders because they usually have a bit of a bug mm. thing going on design. Well, yeah, they usually have. So, you know, like um, 
Kamen Rider or Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah, it's yeah. just Shin Rider. Sexy Shin yeah. Kamen Rider. Um, but yeah, it, it it's just properly enjoyable series. I love the melodrama of it, how ridiculous it is, and like some of the villains go crazy. There's one of the villains. Um, Turns out he's M, Emu's virus. Turns out M had the virus years ago and they did surgery to remove it. But it actually removed the virus and turned him into the real character, Parado or Paradox. And it's some whole complex nonsense thing and they merge together and by the end they become best friends. Oh. When Paradox sees one of his other um, Bugster buddies get killed mm-hmm. by the others and he's like, wait, people die and it sucks? Because up to that point he was like, killing people's fun. And then when he was someone he cared about, he was like, oh, shit, this sucks. I don't like this. <laughs> it's not good. And then gradually he turns good, um, oh. which is nice. Yeah. Because it turns out he's another part of the main character's personality. And he's the one who was really doing all the gaming years ago. He was taking over whenever he played games. Like his personality oh, changes right, right. when he plays games. Um, but yeah, because he sort of sees the whole idea of fighting people as just being a, a game and fun. And he doesn't realise there's consequences. doesn't realise consequences are kind of real. And upsetting. Consequences are real, son. Yeah. Welcome to the punch. But um, yeah, it's it's a really fun film. There's a follow-on, really fun series for it. There's a film early on in it. It comes in like six episodes in. They really did chuck it in a bit early. Um, where there's a doctor called Doctor Pac-Man, and he's got a Pac-Man helmet thing on, and he makes a Pac-Man virus that goes around. They have to fight Pac-Man. Was it not Paku Paku Man? No. Um, one of the one of his henchmen was a um, Japanese pro wrestler. I recognised him from Yakuza 6. He's one of the guys that um, you have in your wrestling gang in that. But um, yeah, um, it's solid. The series ends with a really cool movie where there's some villain creates a super virus thing because you've got to have another virus. Um, he ends up being a recolor of the main villain from the series, <laughs> which is just kind of on brand for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of fun. But yeah. Solid, solid shits. Yeah, it sounds it. it sounds a lot more fun than some of the Carbon yeah. Rider series that I've ended up watching. They usually they can be like fun, but then very dour. Well, Amazon's is dark. Amazon's is dark, but that's not a, that's like a separate sort of thing. That it's not like the other Carbon Riders. Yeah, they are usually pretty light hearted, but they tend to be a bit more sort of like higher stakes and stuff than Super Sentai. It's characters die a bit more often in Carbon Rider and. If someone gets messed up, they end up bloody. There's like one of the characters gets like his he gets attacked so much he has to check, turn off his um, uniform. Yeah. Because if his health bar goes, they got a health bar on their chest. Yeah. And if the health bar goes to zero, they die. So they have to turn off the Carmen Rider form, or they'll die. So then they're susceptible to attacks like they would be if someone was twatting them with a big rock hammer or something. So then he turns it off and he still keeps fighting with just his weapon. Mm. And he gets knocked back and blasted, and it almost kills him. And he's like, "There's a whole cliffhanger. Like, is he gonna die?" And he's got, he's literally coughing like blood up on his little bits of meat in the blood, and he's like, all messed up. <laughs> and this is showing at like eight thirty in the mornings on a Sunday. I know, I know. <laughs> I think that's great. I genuinely yeah. love that. Kids shows, eh? But yeah, fun stuff. Um, I like all the big letters shooting up in the air. I like that every time Carmen Ryder uses their. Um, cartridges they load cartridges into this game driver they wear around their waist yeah um, it's games console and they plug them into their weapons to get extra powers from them and stuff like that um, all, it shouts out voices and it's the voice of the guy who um, sings the theme tune to Dragon Ball Z oh really <laughs> yeah I can't remember his name right now and he's all shouting out Gashum Kamen Rider I'm a Kamen Rider it's brilliant um, but yeah fun 
very Japanese. Yeah. It's incredibly Sounds Japanese. Sounds it. Sounds it. Yeah. And also quite like this. this weird. One of the doctors has this young lass hanging around with him all the time. She was a gamer who hated him because he beat her before. Then she gets over it. Mm-hmm. And I, you can't tell exactly how old she is, but she's definitely still at school. And she just hangs around with him all the time. That's weird. And sets up a bed in his hospital. Oh. And it's a bit... Mm. Stranger danger. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Right. Um, eat dicks. Right. Great. Yeah. Great outro. Yeah. Great. Do my go now. Yeah, sure. You want to do a review? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, The Good Place. You're going to review something? Yeah. The Good Place season three ended this week. Oh, yay. What do you mean, yay? I mean, people like it. (laughs) The fuck are you saying? Um, So, yeah, Good Place season three ended this week. It ended weeks ago, didn't it? No, there was a mid-season, and then they did the last few episodes. Oh, my God. So, it was the last episode of season three uh, last night. Ah. Not last night. Friday. Friday it was released in the UK, so Thursday night it was in America. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so The Good Place. Same as it was before, but it's the third season now. Third season has been a lot about... So third season has been about them escaping from um, the bad place and challenging the status quo, finding out that the good place existed and then negating any chance they had of getting into the good place because the end of season two was... They made an agreement they, that they'd send them back to Earth and then just through the fact that they had, you know, shown that they could grow emotionally, they would grow emotionally and naturally they would earn enough points to get into the good place. So they did that and, you know, they started to see some change, but something interesting happened. They started finding each other, despite the fact that some of the cast were in Australia, some were in England, um, and they ended up finding each other and... Uh, and and sort of formed a group of people that survived near death experiences and you know so on and so forth. Um, lots of comedy came from that, but um, it ended up Michael interfered too much and ended up on Earth with them. And it was them trying to make it so. Well, it, it started being a thing about they were trying to improve people's lives so they could earn enough points to go into the good place. So despite the fact they had doomed themselves, they could hopefully help other people make enough points to go into yeah. the good place. And then it turns out that no one's been getting into the good place for 500 years. Yeah. So it became about them challenging the status quo. And there was a very, very good scene in which they went to go visit the accountants, which are a group of people led by Stephen Merchant. Yeah, you mentioned all that. Had a fantastic cameo. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, yeah, so, um, so the last half so of the season... I thought it was over. No. So the last half of the season has been, they've challenged the judge and they've come up with a way of doing it. So they basically restarted the good place, and, uh, good place um, scenario. And the bad place have been allowed to pick the people. They can't pick outright serial killers or people that are already horrible, horrible people. Instead, they have to pick people that kind of tied to the main characters to sort of fuck the trend Hmm. so they can make it so that they can, you know, fuck everything up and the experiment is completely nullified. But, but yeah, there's an emotional climax. It works very, very well. Uh, There's been a lot of growth from all the characters. They change and they evolve, but they still have the same quirks. So someone who was a dummy in the first episode is still a dummy now, but they have moments of levity or creativity or they they often um, say or do things from memory that, uh, that, you know... They, they they buck the trend, they learn, they evolve as characters, which is really fucking nice, especially considering that at this point they've been around for thousands of years in the plot of the plot of the TV program, they've been around thousands of years, relived uh, hundreds of thousands of lives, life, uh, lives, and then finally been resurrected multiple times, found out all of this has occurred, and then now are trying to 
be selfless in selfish ways. Not in selfish ways. They're, it's hard to find where... I guess this is why the whole thing's filled with... Filled with um, theoretical... Oh, God, what is it called? Theological. Theological and... Ethics. Ethics, theological questions. Because, you know, philosophy in itself, what they learn about, a lot of it, what they learn about, philosophy is used. So all the, all the philosophy in it is used very, very well. And someone who has no interest and no knowledge of philosophy, I now have a tiny fragment of knowledge about philosophy. And I feel like I understand its place in the world. And in this, it has a very large place in the group and how they learn and how everything develops but um, also it's used just very 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 well it's a great series it's really fucking funny you have to watch Ted Danson a whole bunch I like Ted Danson yeah, or blackface yeah but people make mistakes yeah that's not the worst thing anyone's ever done in Hollywood yeah see Mel Gibson <laughs> yeah he wore blackface because he was dating Whoopi Goldberg and apparently they both thought it'd be hilarious it wasn't yeah <laughs> it was a bad idea but, you know, it's fucking Ted Danson, you know? I've kind of gone to the point where I've got to forgive him. He's too nice a guy in real life. And he's kind of nice to everyone when they meet him. He's a bit like Jeff Goldblum if Jeff Goldblum wasn't was so weird. <laughs> yeah, he was square. was super white. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, after, after this and, and Bored to Death and other things, I think that Ted Danson does elevate a lot of shit that he's put in. Makes stuff better. Like Becca. Becca was alright. Do you not remember <laughs> Becca being good? It was, it was a thing. It was, I remember the girl from Saw was in yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was like a. I thought that that was a spin off of Saw for a little while because yeah. I only ever saw like two minutes. No, I used to watch it. Really? Yeah, who used to be on a late night ITV, I think it was. It used to be on in the morning as well. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It was like for ITV or Channel 4, used to show it a lot. You just used to be an arsehole to people. Yeah. Yeah. Girl Becca. That probably would have been a really successful series these days. People love comedy shows about arseholes yeah look at Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm. and The Punisher season 2 which I assume is your next review I haven't watched it yet <laughs> what I've only watched the first episode I've been busy okay well um, I give I give the good place stuff? I give the good place to Tom Atkins I'm always going to give it to Tom Atkins it's my favourite sitcom other than I hope they ruin it from now on it's, it's my favourite you're forced to give it to Tom Atkins because you said so now it's my favourite comedy programme since Parks and Rec and it is just a delight to watch and also all the characters work great. Also, we got Chopla- Topless Cheedy, the series. That was hot. <sighs> really fucking hot. Who? Cheedy. He plays the professor. He's the he's the philosophy pre- professor who helps them learn about ethics. Oh. Yeah. In games journalism. And he takes he takes his top off in an episode and goes shopping, and someone says, "Hey, you you can't shop in here topless. You have to wear a t-shirt." And he goes. Oh, okay. And he looks to his left and there's a bunch of comedy t-shirts. And he chucks it on and it says, time for more wine. And he's like... And then just walks <laughs> around the shop. <laughs> and then he makes chilli with peeps. No. What, peeps is in the little... The candy. Ch- yeah. in chilli and then he eats it. Oh. And, then, and then like two minutes later, he's like, he's like, I'm not only worried about everything because I know there's an afterlife and I will never see it. I'm also worried because I consumed... More Chilean peeps than any human being should ever consume. And I did it in front of my entire class, and I'm pretty sure I'm fired. Also, t-shirt's pretty terrible. 
It sounds like a really bad idea to mix chili and peeps. You know what? If you find out that there is no point to your existence whatsoever and there is no escape from the never-ending chaos of life except for death, but you now know that death only means you're going to a place where you'll be tortured for all of eternity, I guess you'd just eat whatever the fuck you wanted at the moment, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, be up for the torture. Break. That'd be fun. Well, it depends if you're into it. Uh, Although, if you're into it, then your torture would be not getting tortured. Just bring my Hellraiser DVDs and be like, yeah, I was really looking forward to this, been doing my research. No, because they'd take it and they'd burn all the good ones and they'd be like, we're only going to watch four and five. What? <laughs> you're suddenly like, oh, God, hell sounds awful. I don't think you know how many Hellraiser films there There's are now. seven. There's probably more than that. No, seven. I mean, I know the last one looked terrible. Yeah, the, se- the seventh one wasn't officially released, was it? I, don't think, I can't remember. I don't no, know. it was, was made Doug for... Doug Bradley even, even? No, it? it was made for the purposes to keep the... Yeah. To keep the right... Last season right to Hellraiser. And now they're rebooting it. So Roger Corman's Hellraiser. Yeah. That's <laughs> essentially what it was. Anyway, and your final review? Question mark? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, I gave you a choice, didn't I? What? Between Carmen Rider and Power Rangers. So now it's Power Rangers. Yeah! Resident Evil, no. fighting tyrants. So hang on. Resident Evil. So you said you're going to do Punisher next. Yeah. But Resident Evil 2. <coughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> yeah. So you messed up, haven't you? No. You wasted a review. No. You did? No. Anyway, Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, Jungle Fury, I watched it. What? Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Jungle Fever. Jungle Fury. Spike Jones directed a series of Power Rangers. Yes, Spike Jones, yes. And Wesley Snipes gets real into black ladies. No, it's not Jungle Fever, it's, it's an interracial relationship. That's... Yeah, and then he got real into black ladies at the end. Oh, well, that's good for him. He's like, he's like nah, why would suck? You do. <laughs> anyway, Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Yeah. So this series is the second to last Power Rangers series. Oh, what? Um, in Disney's run. Oh. Just let me finish. Because okay. you've got to say the thing and then continue it. You yeah, paused. I was trying to. You paused, so I panicked. Yeah. I thought we were never going to get a so jungle ring. In this series, there's three students of Paishwa. Can I like get the names of the students? No. So I can't sure? remember what they are. Okay. One of them is Casey Rhodes. No. And one of them is Flit. Flit is friggin' a little bee. He's all right. Yeah, Casey's the Red Ranger. Um, the Yellow Ranger's the girl from Cabin in the Wood. No, was she? Was it, was it, yeah, yeah, she, she is. is sir, from Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, but anyway, they they're Pi they're Pi students. One of the students got banished, and he kills their master and stuff, and he becomes the bad guy. Jow, and he gets possessed by a demon called Daishi, and he rules the monsters and all this sort of this shit. Sounds fucking badass. Um, and they go off looking for their new master. They get yep. told to go to this place, a pizza place called Jungle Karma. This pizza. is the one I saw the first episode of. And they get in there, and the first thing they do is a racism. They instantly they assume the like old Asian guy in there is yeah. like their new master. Turns out he's not. He does a check, please, when they bother him. Um, it's okay though because one of them's Asian, so it's not racist. Um, turns out it's their pizza boss, RJ, who's probably the best mentor since Zordon. He's pretty pretty rad. I like he's him. He's also the Purple Ranger. Yeah, he becomes. It's not really a Purple Ranger. He's a Wolf Ranger. They actually say Purple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know that he also did the voice and motion capture for Virgil in the 2013 Devil May Cry remake? Yeah, yeah. He's the voice of Virgil in Devil May Cry. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the, he did the motion capture as well. Yeah, probably. Okay. Anyway, he's he's quite good. He is. It's a fun fun series. That like this probably got the best team of rangers. Like in terms of characters, they're all they've all actually got development and things going on, and they got character arcs and all sorts of stuff, and they're all just fun. Um, there's a girl that hangs around the place as well called Fran, who's quite entertaining. She's a ditzy character who like looks after the pizza place, and it's like a running gag in the series that every time they're ranger watches go off and there's danger going on they all run off and leave her to run a pizza place on her own and it becomes a little bit of a running gag especially when RJ becomes a ranger because he was staying behind before and now he can't he's got to go fight things as the wolf ranger so fucks it all up for him Casey Rhodes the road ranger in Jungle Pat- he's just called Casey okay Casey in Jungle Fury mm-hmm. guess what he was also Griff in Legend of the Seeker yeah and he he's Australian he's in um What's that series? Home and Away. Possibly. He was in Home and Away. There's and one guess what? The Tribe. He was in Tribe? The Tribe, yeah. I think all the Rangers were at one point. Fuck off. I think the whole cast was in the Tribe. No, he's in Water Rats. It's over that. It might be the next series where they're all in the Tribe. I can't remember. No, don't get me excited for Tribe knowledge, because yeah. that's like if someone was, if, if if one of the series of Power Rangers had someone from Animorphs in it, that's when I'd fucking get excited. But we're talking about. Power I know it's, I'm sure it's this. I'm sure it's Jungle Fury. Like practically the whole Rangers crew were all in the tribe. Well, here's an exciting fact sure about Casey. Really? So he returns p- to Power, Power Rangers. Rangers Super Mega Force. He I does know. come back for Super Mega Force yeah. in 2014. Came yeah, back I know. Yeah. In the series, yeah. in the episode titled Spirit of the Tiger. Spirit of the Tiger. Yeah. And guess what? He's training some kids. He also wrote four episodes. Really? Yeah. He wrote. He wrote Blue Saber Saga, yeah. Samurai Surprise, Power of Six, and All Hail Prince Vecca. Of Super Mega Force. Yeah, it's not a good sign. That series is terrible. Apparently. So what a what a multi talented yeah. pro, Casey. Yeah. If you want to come on the show, uh. talk to us about your time on Super <laughs> Mega Force. I mean, he's no one. He's thirty four years old. Comes from Sydney, Australia, and he has three songs. Three songs that he released in two thousand and eight. What planet? Celebrity and where? Oh, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think probably the most pertinent question is is celebrity and where because mm. Casey we'd like to we'd like you to answer those questions please could be anywhere man he's probably in home and away right now as we speak for a little while he was uh, in January 2016 he joined Nova FM to host late, late nights across the network mm. but he resigned in December to focus on his acting career <laughs> that's the end of his Wikipedia page yeah, fair enough. <laughs> this has been a slow year and a half yeah Two years um, for him. You done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you done. done? I'm done. You finished? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, series has a little bit of a problem. All right. Because um, it was it's 2008, and do you remember what happened in 2008? Twin Towers. No, the writer's strike. Oh no! So, but they've still got Casey. As the series Casey goes on, yeah, but he's in, he might have been in the union. Oh like, right, yeah, he probably was. You know. So there comes a point, and I think it's dead on episode twenty. <laughs> you got to stop defending. Where suddenly. Casey. Where suddenly, um, like the writers who were writing the whole series couldn't write anymore, so they had to get some other real writers in the union breaking non non you know non union writers scabs fucking scabs, and they had to write the episodes. And I think these guys hadn't watched an episode of Power Rangers since the first series, or maybe they only researched like the first couple of episodes, because for about ten episodes the plots become very old-fashioned Power Rangers, where every week one of the Rangers has got a friend who's got a bit of trouble, 
or one of them's got some you know new activity they're doing like Casey runs a dojo all of a sudden mm. in one episode and there's some kid being bullied there yeah. and it just turns into old fashioned Power Rangers for a few episodes and it doesn't it does make you remember how far it's come now at this point because they have gone into serialized storylines and stuff like that by this point yeah. and actual character development and things rather than the Power Rangers originally which was built to be showing out of order all over the place no matter what episode you watched you're going to get basically the same formula. And now in the later series, there is a storyline that runs through it. Um, so it suddenly feels pretty terrible. Um, they do this whole thing with their their masters, who are all these old dudes that help them out. Um, they become rangers. They get like these ranger spirits. It's sort of like the rangers that appear are a projection of their abilities. They're not actually supposed to be in the costumes, as it were. It's like a spirit rangers. Um, they were made unique for the series. They weren't in the Super Sentai. So that meant shooting a whole bunch of extra fight sequences with these new rangers. An yeah. elephant, bat, and something else ranger. Who cares? I can't remember what the other one was. Um, but it's kind of neat. Extra bunch of rangers. I think they did it because there was only five in this show. And do you know what they're like with toys? They want more toys, don't they? So make three more rangers. Why not? Teal, black, and light blue. Um but that's an interesting thing that happens. And then the last two episodes, I think the original writers came back because the last two episodes are actually probably the best finale Power Rangers had for years. It's like a really genuinely good, like, it's like an hour-long action thing. When you put it together, it makes a nice hour-long episode and it's just action-packed. Daishi turns good. He, you know, Well, at least Gerald does. He breaks free of the shackles of the spirit that was possessing him. Yeah. And then they fight a big old monster and it's a monster that's got four legs. It's a bit weird. Yeah. The Power Rangers. It's that's a, pretty cool. It's one of those pantomime horse monsters. So it's actually like, it's actually an attempt at something other than a man a in a different. suit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something a bit different. It's a big old, like, you remember the Ghidorah thing from the end of Godzilla Final Wars? Yeah. It's kind of like that. You know, and he had like, he had like back legs and front legs and he had like the big old Ghidorah heads at the front. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. Oh. Um, so a big old gold monster. But yeah, it's just good. Good fun. It's got some entertaining episodes. There's some fun, silly stuff in there. There's mm. pizza humour, I guess. Uh, cool. You know, lots of pizzas. Yeah. Um, there's an episode where they get freaked out because of rats in the restaurant. In the restaurant, which I thought was funny that a bunch of Power Rangers are scared of a rat. Um, RJ's fantastic. That is is such a good gen, friggin' mentor character. He's he's a big old pacifist and he doesn't like. Uh, Friggin' people hunting animals and stuff like that. There's one where he goes off dressed up as a fisherman and his intention is to stop a fishing tournament from being able to catch any fish. Mm. And you don't see what happens, but he comes back claiming he stopped him from catching a single fish in this Aww. whole tournament. And he's just he like, loves fish. He's doing his kung fu skills and stuff, I guess. Um, but yeah, he turns into a werewolf at one point and the bad guy does a thing to him and he's got a wolf spirit, so it turns him into a wolf thing. And he kind of looked like that YouTube, that streamer, Sonic Fox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but So I wonder if that's where Sonic Fox got his idea. He's like a Maybe. blue blue werewolf, big bushy eyebrows, furries, I... you know, freaks, a lot of them. Um, but yeah. The more we hear about Power Rangers, the more I worry that you're losing your mind. It's good, good stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's, there's, other than that whole thing where for a few episodes... You can tell the writers aren't the same people, and this it just suddenly degrades a bit. Like other than that point, which they couldn't help because of the writer strike, it's like really very good series. It's a lot better than Operation Overdrive was, um, which had one good thing going for it, and the rest of the series was just tripe, just a mess. It feels like they actually tried a lot harder on this series, but apparently by this point Disney were like. Fuck Power Rangers, why the hell aren't you just dubbing the Japanese show into English? That would only cost us like 20 quid. 
and they were not happy with it. So they were just, even though the show was doing well and making money and stuff like that, they didn't like how much they were spending making it. I'm guessing like licensing rights and shit like that. They've got the license right with um, Saban in perpetuity. So as long as they just keep adapting the shows, Mm. um, Toei rather, Toei don't care. It's like, do what you want with the show. And considering that like 40 to 60% of an episode is Japanese footage they don't have to film, like... It can't cost too much no. to make. Not on, it's not costing as much as an episode of Arrow makes, or half yeah. an episode of Arrow, even. Like you know, they're not spending that much on it. Um, this was a, this was a couple of years before they did that American Carmen Rider series as well. I need to get hold of that. Wait, Amer- oh yeah, Carmen Rider Dragonite. Apparently, it's decent. <laughs> I've heard good and bad things. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's on YouTube, but in really poor quality. Like yeah, a bit messy. It's got Mark DeCascos in it though. Yeah, the new star of John Wick 3. I was going to say. Yeah, can't wait for that. John Wick 3 is going to be great. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, Jungle Fury. Um, the Fifth Rangers guy called Dominic, he's fun. Bit of a goofball. Bit of a, bit of a crazy bit guy. Bit of a fun guy. He bit has like, to. Bit like that old RJ. Yeah, he has to learn to not be such a goofball at inappropriate times. He's got like a different morpher in it, right? He's got this big old claw thing. And it kind of looks like, you know, those things in Yu Gi Oh! where they play the cards? Yeah. The dual di- dueling disc. Um, it kind of looks like that. And I asked someone, what's the deal with that? Why has he got a different one? Why is it like a Junjis? And apparently in the Japanese show, his character loses his morpher. So they have to make a new one for him. And that's what they make? Yeah. <laughs> Just a big old claw thing. And it's like, yeah, because his character is such a klutz, he loses his morpher. Um, the morphers are cool in this. Yeah? Yeah, there's something different. It's not a mobile phone for the oh. first time in years. It's a pair of shades. They pop these shades on and the visor goes out of the shades. And, and forms around him and goes, Power Rangers, Jungle Fury, going to do Kung Fu. Um, which is, you know, it's a bit different. A bit different, but we're... Are we back into the... Yeah, we're back into the mobile phone morphers with the next series, so... Yeah! And that carries on for... Ever. That's when everyone <laughs> can be a Power Ranger. I miss the Dino Bucklers. The, you know, from Mystic... Um, Mighty Morphin. I want someone who doesn't realise their mobile phone is a morpher to take a call on that fucking thing. <laughs> just like, hello, oh, my face! Samurai has the dumbest one, because Samurai's one is just like, it's got a paintbrush on it, but they took the brush off of it. Yeah. So it's just got a light thing on it. In the Japanese show, it's a paintbrush. But they do a cool thing to morph. They paint some hiragana in the air, like yeah. a symbol that represents whatever thing they're representing, yeah. and that morphs into them, and it's really cool. But why is it on a mobile phone? It looks like, you know that fucking mobile phone thing that's been going around the internet and memes where someone's got an iPhone with a spoon attached to it? Yeah, yeah. It looked like that. Just mobile phones, man. I know it's. I know there's like a point where you're like, kids like mobile phones these days. Let's friggin' do a mobile phone toy for it. But come on, man. Stop it. All right. Ah, but uh, Jungle Fury. She's good, good. Jungle Fury. One, one of the better series. The next series, which I've started, Power Rangers RPM, yeah. is dangerously close right now to being the best Power Rangers series ever. Yeah, but you have said that before. I'm not even kidding. Like, okay, here's here's something to know about the Power Rangers RPM secrets. Uh, they, they fired the producer of the show halfway through because he spent the entire show's budget halfway through the show. So and it does. It looks like it. Mm. Like like so far, like it's had desert shoots and friggin' massive stunt sequences. It had a big old brawl in a prison. It's like, and this is like a couple episodes into it. It's it looks a million times better than anything else. It looks like looks like real television. Mm. Like yeah, and apparently yeah, he he spent the entire series budget like twenty episodes in and got fired, and then to get someone else to finish it. Um, and it's a series with Eka Darville and Rose McIver. 
It's going to have a bunch Rose of McIver. episodes. Yeah, I know, from yeah. My Zombie. Yeah, iZombie, yeah. But um, And it starts off with the entire human race being wiped out, so... I'm in. That's, I'm in. That's a good start you for your kids. You don't need show. to sell it to me. Fucking wipe out that scum. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Jungle Fury. Yeah. Anyway. My head's really cold now. You've got to decide what you're going to review as your last thing, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, because you messed it up. So fucking cold. Because you were like, Resident Evil 2's out now, but you also wanted to talk about The Punisher. So. Look, fuck it. Resident Evil 2's the newer thing. The Punisher is probably cancelled, so let's talk about Resident Evil 2. I haven't finished The Punisher yet. Yeah, so. I haven't finished The Punisher yet. I don't want to spoil it for you. We'll talk about The Punisher next time when you've done it. Right, so Resident Evil Spoilers 2. Spoilers for Resident Evil 2. Spoilers! People got upset at Digital Foundry because they put a video out just showing comparing it to the original game, showing some of the, the effects and stuff, mm. and people were like, spoilers! They literally only showed like the first floor of the police station and a little bit of the Fucking second idiots. floor. The closest thing they showed spoilers was they showed a little bit of the um, crocodile chase bit. Oh, right, yeah, which is but, exactly the same but as place. you know why they show that? Because there's frigging water everywhere, and frigging... Yeah. It's a big effect moment. So let's talk about Resident Evil. Let's talk about Resident Evil 2. We've got a bit of a Resident Evil 2 problem. Have we? There's no problem. No, well, the game is stunning. Yeah. It's great. I've enjoyed every second of it. It's the first Resident Evil I've wanted to play since the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Resident Evil 2. It's a remake of Resident Evil 2 from 1998. The shit. Yeah, from 1998. It seems like a fucking millennia ago, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 20 years ago, we were playing Resident Evil 2 while the <laughs> President of the United States was in trouble of being impeached. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so let's talk about Resident Evil 2. You play as Leon Kennedy or Claire Redfield. Uh, two different stories. Leon Kennedy is a fresh-faced cop who's just joined the RIPD. Uh, he's driven into town. RIPD? Yeah, he's driven into town <laughs> a week it was the later. RIPD. Yeah, it is. Raccoon... Oh, RCPD. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the RIPD. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No one wants to be in the That's, RIPD. Yeah, no one wants to be in that. Um, so he he's a week late to starting his job because he, was, he received... Um, an email and a letter that said don't come here that's not why he was late in the original game do you remember why he wasn't late in the original game it's in the instruction book if you look through it he was late for work that day because he was drunk (laughs) (laughs) it says he went out and got very drunk the night before and woke up late for work what a fucking how late for work because he gets there in the middle of the night what are you so so um, Resident Evil 2 so he's been told not to turn up turns up lots of chaos lots of zombies um and from there, you have to navigate a very poorly constructed police station. Because it used to be a museum. Yeah. Mm. A very poorly constructed uh, police station, which eventually leads, to, eventually leads to a prison, a uh, lab, and then finally an underground facility. Yeah, like most police stations. Yeah, like most police stations. Um, where the zombies came from, what the cause of all this, you find out over the course of the story, and all in it all... comes to that mansion. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't in this game. Well, that's what it was. It was like the the virus being tested on a larger scale, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. So in the original Resident Evil, it was the mansion. There was a mistake at the there was there's an issue at the mansion. Some hikers got bitten and attacked. They died. So in the original story, yeah, um, they blow up the mansion at the end, don't they? Yeah, in the original game, Resident Evil Two happens like a week after. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen that for long after. In this one, um, it seems that that didn't happen, or if that did happen, it was self contained. Yeah. Um, and the reason for it in this one is the bloody rats again. <laughs> nah. So in the original game, it was alluded to the rats were being were being were responsible for the virus because you see them eating, or they're near the virus when William Birkin gets killed. In this, they they basically out and out say that because you see the video and it's much clearer this time around that the rats 
yeah. and the virus that spreads. Um, but yeah, so so there's not really much we can say about Resident Evil that hasn't already been said by every fucking every media outlet that's oh, ever well. played this game. <laughs> Click end. Um, my personal experience of Resident Evil is I, I one of the, one of the first games I ever owned was the original one back in the day on the Resident PlayStation. Evil, yeah, but Resident Evil Two. I had Resident Evil. Yeah, we're talking about Resident Evil. Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, I'm I'm talking about the series as a whole and how yeah. I how I managed to fall in love with it. So I could never afford Resident Evil Two. Oh, I had it. I had Resident Evil One, but I never had Resident Evil Two because Resident Evil Two was one of those games. Kids don't remember this nowadays. They don't have to deal with this unless they collect Nintendo stuff. But games back in the day, if you had a game like Resident Evil Two, it wouldn't go down in price for a very long period of time. I mean, I just bought it when it came out. I had a job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were much older than I am. Yeah. But this this game, when I wanted to buy it, it was twenty quid, which seemed like a ridiculous amount of money to me. Um, and then it came on Platinum, and it was never part of the two for twenty quid deal for Platinum. It was always twenty quid. Yeah, well, I bought it when it was like brand new, thirty nine ninety nine, yeah. friggin' back in the day. But um, I did eventually get to play it. My friend had it, and we spent all night playing it. And then Resident Evil Three came out and did the same for Resident Evil Three. Mm. I mean, basically, the series; these were the free games in the series that made me I've love it. Got, yeah, I've still got Resident Evil Three. Yeah, yeah. These are the free games that made me love it, and these carried me through mm. five and six. So you have to imagine they're quite good. And also, this is the game. These are the games that that um, sort of. They made me fall in love with it so much I was playing Gun Survivor. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing it taking just over an hour to finish it and then Paul came around and had his go and he finished it in like 50 minutes. Yeah, like, you can finish it in 15. It's so just, there's not much going Once on in that game. Once you've completed it three times, you get the unlimited ammo magnum. Yeah. You can complete it in 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. But but still, I played that game four times. Probably more than four times. I played Code Veronica. You know, I'm in love with this series, and the idea of zombies aren't exhausted for me, as you can tell probably from my first Fucking review. Fucking zombies. For some people, they became boring, so the, the series evolved and changed them, but if anything, this is a game that proves that you can do them right still. Yeah, yeah. So, differences between this and the, the original. The original was very simple. If you killed a zombie, it was dead. It didn't really come back. You didn't have to set them on fire or anything like that. It's not like the remake of Resident Evil. You didn't have to do anything additional. Um, you had a few different enemies. I think that there weren't hunters in the original, were there? No, no, no. no it was the plant. Two. You had it lickers. Alpha Tyrant 001 is what they call the the plant things, right? You had the beaky plant monsters in the original. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. plant zombies in this one. Yeah, there's plant zombies, but they're alluded to being people that have been transformed yeah. rather than being a plant that's evolved to walk around. Um, and you've got Mr. X, who wasn't in, I don't want to spoil this for He's you. in the B scenario in the original. He's only in the B scenario in yeah. the original. You see him in the... There's in, like references to him yeah. in the A scenario. But, and also he's contained. Like he can go from room to room, but there's only a certain amount of times before he just loses you. I think it was something like in the original one. If As long as you ran through like two rooms, he'd disappear. Yeah, that's it. I think it was two rooms. Yeah, something like that. He wasn't like the tyro- uh, He wasn't like the nemesis, which is a different creature. We'll wait until they remake the third one before we talk about him. But in terms of it being... It was just simple. This is... This still feels like a game of simple mechanics. Yeah, it's good. But holy fuck are they implemented so incredibly well. From the torch being an actual torch. Like, I've not played a game recently where I've had a torch that I have to, like, where I pick it up and and you're looking around a room and you naturally look at things. So often in games it's like you're looking but the torch stays facing forward or you're looking and the torch beam narrows on stuff but then you can't see around... This, it works like a torch. Mm. I've never so easily navigated around a dark room 
in a game than I have in Resident Evil. And I, I think that that's, that's, firstly, that's a testament to how well they've produced this. And then also the zombies. Getting back to the zombies. Fuck these guys don't want to die. Yeah, they take a lot of shots. I think take a lot of shots. I feel like on normal mode, they, they're what I would expect a harder mode zombies to be. Yes. They take like at least six perfect headshots to take down. But there's another thing. They don't always stay down, even yeah. if you get those six headshots. You can go out of a room and come back and that same zombie's well, they, up and about. They got rid of the indicator. There's no blood pool that comes around no. and they die this one. It's just And that's kind of great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Later on, when you've got the flamethrower, hmm. you can burn them and there's like a... So they get crispy and... Well, yeah, like you burn... You can shoot fire... Because the plant things... You do eventually meet plant things. Yeah. And you can burn them. And then if you keep hitting them with fire, there's a... There's a brighter burn, and that indicates they're dead. Yeah, I think your body leaves behind like a shriveled it's husk. Charred, yeah, they yeah. can still come back, so or they or more can come, but they're pretty much done. Hmm. Um, but yeah, fucking hell! So I've completed it. I've done my first completion on this. I did it in six hours, thirty-six minutes, and forty-four seconds. Rushing too fast, man. I got a B. I'm not going to get a B. I've saved like 20 odd times. Have you really? I saved yeah. 10. So yeah. I think you can still probably get a B. To be honest, it's got quick saves as well. It'll like, yeah. it'll it's just habit, you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, I didn't get the Magnum. Oh, Did no. not get the Magnum. Yeah, I think you got Magnum for A and S rank gets you the rocket launcher, doesn't it? Yeah. To start with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got the, because all I've got, because I've got the deluxe edition, you get like a Wesker gun at the start. Oh, cool. You get the Samurai bother, Edge. Yeah, I didn't bother yeah. picking it out because I wasn't sure if it was actually indifferent to the handgun. The Samurai Edge is free. It, has, it fires free. No, it says it has use. 15 bullets to start this one. Oh, does it? Because there's three Samurai Edge guns, but because I got it through Green Man Gaming, I didn't get the ones for the pre order. Okay. There's Claire and, or Chris and Jill's Samurai Edge. Oh, okay. That you get for pre-order bonus, but I didn't get those because I got it for Green Man Gaming, so I just mm. got the Deluxe Edition one, which is Albert Wesker's one. Oh, okay. Because that one's got 15-round clip, which I I think I'd already upgraded the handgun to have the bigger clip by the time I picked so really, that, yeah. so I just like, oh, I'll um, leave it yeah. there, I'll use it on another playthrough. Yeah. In the old game, I think it was three shots, but I only used one bullet. So it's like, yeah. dun, 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 but I only used one bullet. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I miss um, against the original, the intro with the shotgun guy, that really worked well. Oh, Kendo. He's yeah. in the game. He is in the game. He's later on. Much yeah. later on. Uh, I, th- I think that was nice. And also, I was worried that they didn't have the A and B scenarios, but we cleared that up earlier. You showed me that they do have A and B scenarios. Yeah, yeah. You'll unlock it now. You yeah. can do it. I've got, I've um, got Claire's. I'm running through Claire's You leave Kendo out of the way, though, because the start of the game's got a much, much better start much for brisker. storytelling. Yeah. purposes like it switches around stuff a bit so you go to the petrol station at the start rather than you see the trucker leaving the petrol station yeah so that's why you move kendo at the start because the guy with the gun shop because that gets in the way of you getting to the police station yeah which is the purpose of the game they've got rid of a lot of that a lot yeah. of the because you don't really see the town do you no no there wasn't which much is- to it before you run through a basketball court and get around to um, the police station in the original and this yeah, one you just go down an alley around the corner there's there. a few places where there are bullets for no reason which they've gotten rid of completely yeah. um, really good really effective intro at the beginning where you go in between the cars you got a massive field of cars all on mm. fire and like destroyed yeah. um, that's really good just all in all they have improved everything I I didn't I didn't have so many twinges of nostalgia playing this no it wasn't quite like playing the Resident Evil remake back in the day where I was like every self time I was like oh I remember this. Okay. I've got the HD version on PS4. I haven't played yeah. it yet. I've got the PS4. I've one. got the GameCube one as well. But the GameCube one's really good. Yeah. Um, I've got the PS4 one as well, and the PS4 one. I find now it works better, but back when I was little, 
it just didn't work as well. I, I love the GameCube one though. That was it was great, fantastic. It came out when I was fifteen. GameCube one still looks good. It it's does like, look really good. The face is held up really well. But like you look at it and you think it's early Xbox 360 and not mm. thinking. The GameCube thing. was a powerful console. They yeah. had to downgrade the graphics in Resident Evil 4 to get it on the PS2. Yeah. The faces are all gone. The cutscenes all video on yeah. the PS2 one as well, weren't they? And the yeah. faces are all gone. All the yeah. monsters don't have proper faces anymore. Or no. the people. That's just the it's shitty resolution yeah. on the PS4 2 uh, sometimes. But yeah, so Resident Evil 2, it's a fantastic game. I, I mean, it's. The thing that hurts so much is that it's going to sell great, but it's going to be twenty quid in a month, and no one's going to buy it after a month. Thirty nine quid I got it for on Green Man Gaming. I got thirty six. Yeah, yeah. With the deluxe edition for me. You got the, the deluxe. It's thirty three for the regular one on there. Yeah, but that's PC. I got a PS four, um, so I can play on the Pro. Yeah, not as good as mine. Uh, it's pretty good. It looks great. It does look really good on the PS four Pro. That's yeah. Surprisingly good. Um. But yeah, there's not much else I can say about it. It, it. It's everybody knows Resident Evil right now. Like everybody remembers what Resident Evil was. I think that I think the thing that's going to be most surprising are the people that have played Resident Evil Four onwards. Five. I'd never got into five and six. Doesn't know what it is. No, it's a mess. I and love seven. Five. Is not the sort of horror game I want to play. Resident. It's not Resident Evil to I me. I really, really love five. Seven yeah. was great. I know what you're saying. I was hesitant, but that once... was clearly done to get in on the whole like um, Outlast and all that. PT. It was just yeah. PT came out because they wanted to do like because first person horror has become a big thing in the last yeah. ten years or so. Like from Outlast, from freaking Condemned was probably arguably the one that really kicked it off. Like, because Condemned was really popular. People forget how popular those first two games were. Well, Condemned 1 looks yeah. incredible even now. But um, That's the weird thing. Those games do look... Well, Condemned yeah. 1 looks really nice. Alien Isolation, freaking... Yeah, Alien Isolation. Which I've never finished. That's the only first person one I got on with, because most of them I find they're just really intense. Really? Yeah, Outlast is just too too frustrating. I can't be bothered. There was a scene... Uh, there's a scene in this that got to me. Mm. Fucking Mr. X... Yeah, he won't leave you alone. Well, it's not that. They've programmed in pathways that he can use if you try and get smart with him. Mm. So if you try and go... So you know there's the library and you've got the ladder that goes up. Yeah. He can go up the ladder. And I was like, ha, I've tricked him. So I went up the ladder. I ran round, expecting him to go round. And I went down the stairs. But if you've already tried to come down, uh, if you already tried to trick it and go to that room, you know, the, where the floor drops out. Yeah. Then he'll jump down there to get you. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just, and it's stuff like there's, um, towards the end, there's bits he can vault over that you can't. Yeah. You know, it's just like, there's little bits and pieces they put in to try and speed him up because he's obviously slower than you are. But they've given him a fighting chance. At least, I think I'm not going to probably try and fight him, but I might try and knock his hat off if I can. I've knocked his hat off. Yeah, because that's, that's an achievement. So yeah. I want to take his hat off. I shotgunned him in the face and his yeah. hat came off. Nice. Yeah. And then I just ran off. That was that was the first time, but that was when he spooked me. Hmm. He jumped up on me. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Boom! And then yeah. just I ran down the stairs. I was like, "Well, I'm dead end that way." So I ran back up and went. Because I'm almost at the point where he starts following you. Because I've had the yeah. first cutscene where you get a hint of him. Yeah. Um. So I'm almost at the point where he starts following you, but I don't. I don't want that. I just want to. He has a really effective introduction. Claire's. Yeah, no, he pulls the helicopter out of the way, doesn't he? Just, no, 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 no. Um, in the B scenario, she is watching uh, Marvin's computer yeah. and he's walking down a corridor and he just sees a camera, looks at it and then punches it out and I was like, huh. <laughs> I remember when that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, punch cameras. Marvin. Fuck, they've increased Marvin's part in this. Yeah. They've like they've tripled the time that he exists in the storyline 
And it's actually the fucking face acting. That was a, that was actually sorry. That was one of the moments where I was taken back the most was seeing how he reacts and like his face mm. quiver in the way when he's talking to you and he looks you in the eyes and then he looks down and he's saying, even if you see him in a uniform, don't make my mistake, shoot them or run. And I was like, oh, fuck, Marvin, I want your story. <laughs> I want to see how it was because it, it's been. Raccoon City's been fucked for like eight days, but at this point, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like a week and it's been messed up. Fucking insane. Yeah. I think Kendo's gun shop is is a highlight again, but for a completely different reason. I got really annoyed. I got to the um, shooting range in the police station. There's no fucking bullets in there. There's absolutely nothing in there. Yeah. There's just that fat cop that really fucking hates you. No, there's nothing in there when I went there. The really fat zombie? No, they're all dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Nothing in there when I went in there. There's two zombies in there when I went in there. It was the fat zombie and then there was a skinny lady zombie. Yeah, they were both dead. They didn't move. <laughs> Maybe you missed something in there because I know that some stuff doesn't activate if you don't. Yeah, but there's nothing in there. The room's gone blue on huh. the map. There's only the little raccoon thing. Shoot the raccoon, Mr. Raccoon, and you get the um, achievement for it. Huh. Yeah. But they were both lying on the floor and I walked over them a couple of times and they didn't move. So. Fair enough. Yeah, Dodged a bullet, I don't need to go back there either because I got the key for the door. So, got so the stuff are. out of the room. So I'm done. With ready that to go to the next part. Yeah, I got the crank now though. You got the crank. So I'm ready to do door. some cranking. Crank it. Crank to high voltage. <gasps> crank it to the limit. Yeah. But yeah, holy shit! I'll finish think- it eventually. I'll probably when the tyrant turns up, I'm probably going to play like five minutes at a time. Really? Just getting annoyed. Because it's just going to frustrate the hell out of me, I know. Well, you, can, you can get away from him fairly easy. Yeah. It's just the fact that he has coming. so many fucking knockdown moves. Yeah. He is he is the most most frustrating boss towards the end. But um, There's only two parts of the game where he starts showing up, isn't it? There's like two segments. Four. Because he never turns up in the sewers, does he, or the lab. It's only in the police station, if I remember rightly. No, they replace him with Birkin in the sewers and the lab. Yeah, effectively. And then he's back. In- well, actually, no, he does appear in the lab twice. That's it, yeah. He appears, he appears once towards the beginning, twice in the lab, and then there's the final confrontation. That's Birkin. I'm on about Mr. X. No, no, Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah. He has a really good... There's a really good section where the lab's blowing up and he and you sort of run through it. And he's part of that. But, um, but yeah. Holy shit. Bumholes. It's fucking great. So, yeah. I, I, I mean... I want to give it to Tom Atkins, but it's not perfect. But if it was perfect, it wouldn't be Resident Evil. It's still convoluted. It's because you wish there was a Battle Royale mode and loot boxes. Yeah. And it's still, online multiplayer. It's still very convoluted in some of its puzzles. And um, one of the things that I think they they dropped out because they were like, hey, guess what? People don't need this nowadays. Is the little twinkle to stuff that you can pick up. Yeah. I could have done with that in some areas. Yeah. That's really fucked me up. There was the... Um, the conference room, I think it is. The desk. And it was red. And it, like, yeah, I couldn't. It took me ages to find. I think it was the DNA, yeah. Because it was the conference room. And it was red on the map. And yeah. so it knew there was something in there and I couldn't find it. The fucking bolt cars. Yeah. They never had the red tick. That's one of the things that's really good. Is they've got the red tick system on. on oh, the bolt cars get the red tick. And the bolt cars didn't have a red tick for me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to need those. So later they have to on. find the one. And it turns out the conference room, there's a room at the back. 
yeah. where you have to break the chain, and that's where the fucking detonator is to get the fucking C4 oh, I did explode. That, yeah. I did that. yeah, I missed that the first run around the mansion, so I was running around the mansion furiously for about 20 minutes, like, what the fuck am I meant to do? Where's the fucking detonator? And then I found that, and I was like, you son of a bitch. I got the stuff to the detonator, but I couldn't remember where the C4 was. I remember there was <laughs> like. I remember. I knew so there was a well. room you have to blow up, but I don't remember what room it was because I never saw that door. I never walked near it. <laughs> it really fucked me up that before you went in the room where the C4 is, mm. it had that note about liquors. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking know they're in here. They're going to come. I've had no trouble with that. I, what, the liquors? Yeah. Like four good shotgun shots to the face, they're See, dead. Four. It, in the in the lab area, I had two come at you at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not what I I got two down with mm. just four shots. I was like, maybe if you hit him in the head, it's quicker. Yeah, yeah. But I got a skeet shooting award for getting one in the air. So maybe if they're in the air as well, you do extra damage. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just get them with the shotgun. Oh, so fucking good. Pow! But I'm hoping by the time there's more than I've got better guns, because I don't have much yet. I want the no. infinite magnum, man. Just give me... <laughs> I miss Resident Evil 3 days where if you went on easy you got unlimited ammo for all the weapons. I forget Resident Evil 3 I played that 3 probably more than any other Resident Evil mm. and you get to the point where you've got like rocket launchers and shit and I was taking down Nemesis at every time you face him. Yeah to get the magnum parts. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that that was cool that shit. Um, I need to play Resident Evil 3 again. Maybe it might be good to do a a thing one day play through on it. Well, Resident Evil 3 is the next one. They, they're remaking it now, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. They haven't said anything. No, no, they've, 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 they are I'm remaking it. I'm sure nerds right. have claimed it's happening. But... No, they've said openly that they're remaking it right now. Same engine as well, which yeah. is going to be fucking great. It's going to look spectacular. Although I hope they do Nemesis right, because if he's just another Mr. X, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. The whole point was Nemesis was imperfect, so you could kind of fuck him up with a pistol and stuff. Yeah. But if they... And also the dodge has to be right. If they fuck up the dodge... Well, you got... Yeah, they'll... Sidestep, one and yeah. Jill could sidestep. Because you could, you could actually beat Nemesis with a knife because they put the dodge in. Yeah. But um, they'll be interesting to see if they can do that. I would rather they did Code Veronica because that's the one that's probably the most wonky out of the older ones. Nah. It's one that's aged a lot more than you think it would have. Code Veronica's great because it had so much content. Yeah. But so- it's like when you play against the older ones, the original ones have like retro console charm, but Code Veronica's kind of lost it because it was the start of the games look like things now. Generation was it? Was Resident Evil Three the one you could complete in under three hours? If you oh, I yeah, I freaking Resident Evil Three. I played through like seven or eight times, and you could, I did it in under three hours. I did everything on that. Yeah, because like, I know that the original Resident Evil I can complete mercenaries like, mode on it was awesome as well. The original Resident Evil I can complete in like two hours. Mm. The very first. I don't one. think I ever finished the first one. Did you not? No, on PS4 or GameCube. I finished it on PlayStation, and I finished the GameCube. I think it's one. usually the Hunters I just get cheesed off with. And, yeah. Well, the Hunters in the PlayStation one are so easy to get around because they're you know how they jump. Mm. For some reason in the game, their jumping path was a solid was a solid thing. Mm. So as they're jumping, you could run underneath them, but it would also push them and fuck them up around a corner. <laughs> so you could just keep running. God, fucking back in the day. I loved it. But yeah, Resident Evil 3, when that comes out, remake, that's going to be an instant buy. I'm going to play Resident Evil Gaiden. The, the Game Boy one? Yeah. I like that game. That game. I like that game. Redo that as a um, VR first-person shooter. That'd be rad. Or how about, yeah, fuck Resident Evil, give us a remake of Sweet Home. How about um, Dino Crisis? Did you play Sweet Home yet? No, that's the game that is on my list. Have you got the translation patch for it? I have the translated wrong. Yeah. See, I've only played it in Japanese, and it's very, very confusing. <laughs> it's got permadeath, hasn't it? Yeah. Fucking, that scares me. Yeah, I need to get the film, but it's impossible to get nowadays. It's no. on YouTube. It's on YouTube, but the film never got released on anything other than VHS. Oh, really? Yeah, the director didn't like it for some reason, and would never let it get re-released. So we got to wait for him to die, I guess. 
Yeah. Oh shit! You sorry. This is uh This is this is. I'm just gonna give it a Tom Atkins. So many Tom Atkins. You said you weren't gonna. It's all Tom Atkins. I'm. It's near enough perfect. It's it is near enough perfect. It's not it? Tom Atkins. You give one a chance. Let's be honest. It's like the first time that we've both played a game, and I don't think any of us have any major sticking points that would stop us recommending this to almost everyone. Yeah, I've had no, I've nothing really problem with it. It works. Um, as an PC version's game. got some weirdness with DirectX 12. Doesn't oh, work. Oh yeah, yeah. People have um, been doing videos online, haven't they? Yeah, it doesn't work properly. So you turn that off, and the frame rate bumps up a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I've cut down the resolution slightly, and it's running 60 frames per second now on ultra settings and everything. Yeah. And I think that, that I think that IDOS hadn't had like an issue with DirectX 11 and moved almost entirely to DirectX 12 for uh, Hitman. Yeah, and there was this whole thing that Hitman. If you ran it in DirectX 11, it would have a load of fuck ups. But if you ran it in DirectX 12, it would run smooth as anything. And they, I think they that's kept, the whole purpose. The new DirectX things. It's meant yeah. to be. It's meant to be. It's meant to be better at using multi-core setups. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, sorry. Uh, back to Resident Evil 2. I mean, yeah, it's it's the kind of game that I just I can't. It works as an action game. Works as a horror game. There's a lot of suspense in there, mm. but it's not purely any of those. And if you played Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3 back in the day, this is kind of just a... It's just a straight win. Mm. I don't know how Capcom are doing this so well when they fucked up Marvel vs. Capcom so badly. Different teams, in it? Marvel vs. Capcom was... The last one was an American studio, wasn't it? Was it? I didn't I think, think so. so. I thought it was just fucked up because Disney got their hands in it. Yeah. Um, no but X-Men. In, in general terms as well, look at Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter was so fucked. And then you've got this, like I think now, like because Mortal Kombat sounds like it's going to be full of stuff. The new one, yeah. Um, I think Smash Brothers has kind of embarrassed the fighting game scene a little bit. It's fucked all up. Because, like, do you see what was that? Um, the game, the Blaze Blue crossover one, or whatever it was, where like oh, half Blaze the characters were DLC. X, D whatever yeah. it was, yeah. And half the cat, half the characters are DLC. Nobody needs just, as many Blaze Blue Street Fighter fucking games. Street Fighter on its what third season pass on Street Fighter yeah. Five, and you're only just getting blanker. Well, look at Tekken 7's gone that way as well. It's bad. Negan's in Tekken 7, why? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yoshimitsu doesn't even use his sword as much. He doesn't need to, because there's no distance game in that. Yeah. So why do you need someone with a distant weapon? It just fucks up balancing. It means that you've got another version of Devil Jin or fucking um, Angel or whoever. Like The characters that just shouldn't be in there and are difficult to counter are the ones they're increasing the number mm. of. And that doesn't make sense. Balance the game. Get the roster sorted, then maybe add DLC. But get your roster sorted from the off because there are so many fucking mismatched. They gotta always release them quickly so they can get in the fighting game tournaments. If the if the game doesn't just work, playing Smash Brothers in the fighting game yeah. tournaments. If the game doesn't work and it's not balanced, there's no fucking point. Mm. Oh, Tekken Seven was a massive disappointment, but it was a massive disappointment because you had a working game from day one, and then day. Day 90, they release the first DLC and the balance is off. And then they rebalance. So days one, day one's game has disappeared entirely from the world and you've only got fucking version 3.02 that doesn't work properly because everyone's fucked up. Why would you remove King's running grab for a week? Really? Yeah, they fucked it up so the button combination didn't work properly. <laughs> I don't know if that was just me being fucking shit for a week or if maybe I broke my wrist... But I couldn't pull it off for fucking nothing. There was like the smallest window to pull it off. You had to press the grab button just as you hit the person rather than a few seconds before. But you don't run into someone and go, oh, oh now I'm going to do a running drop kick and fucking stupid shit like that. It's just when you play these games for years of your like years of your life and then someone fucks one thing up, you really That's can't. You get for devoting your life to Tekken, isn't I it? Love you Tekken know? So much. 
could play but a real fighting game. But now I love Resident Evil 2 more, and I can't wait for uh, the next one. I'm going to play through... I think I might do an I update... I remake Resident Evil 2 instead. I might do an update once I've done B, and then A, and then B again. So I might do an update once I've done all the scenarios, because I've only done Leon's A now, and mm. part of Claire's B. You'd love to do Claire's B. But, oh, yeah. Mmm... <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you done now? I'm done. You're fucking... Punisher was alright, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Right. Uh. Say um, things. Oh, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, this is Critter Box, it was episode 102. If you like what we're saying, or if you like to sort us, you can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. Or you can find him on YouTube, and he's still the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Possibly. He is Mellow Gaming. Mr. Mellow Gaming. No screams, no shouts, no cries, no tears. <laughs> he is the man who plays games and plays them in a way that's all the more human than any other YouTube player. You can find me at Critapocalypse on Twitter. And you can find me on YouTube at Critapocalypse. Although I don't do anything on YouTube. Because I'm not talented. Mm, Artistically, mentally, physically, genetically, mm-hmm. spatially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disappointment, basically. I mean, basically, yeah, I'm broken as a human being. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as always, Trump fucks kids. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's funny nowadays. Oh, I know. I know. Um, Proud Boys suck cock in hell. Okay. Gavin McGuinness is a cunt. McInnes. McInnes. Is that his name? I thought it was Guinness. No, it's McInnes. McInnes. Yeah, he's a crybaby. God, he can't even afford it. He's doing the whole thing. No, I'm not right wing. I'm not right wing anymore. Yeah, Yeah, KKK cunts. Because they can Uh, see the writing on the wall. KKK cunts. uh, Proud Boys are cunts. Uh, Basically, most of the right wing are just fucking morons, aren't they? They're all fucking stupid, aren't they? All of the right wing in both the UK and America are fucking stupid. They're fucking idiots. They are fucking morons. <laughs> I mean, who goes into a room and sees three people holding shovels and spades and they see three people holding just briefcases full of cash marked your money and they are burning them whilst laughing and saying, check it out, these farmers are the devil and then and then right wing people go yeah you're right you aren't you aren't the elites you're just like us those farmers are the elites fuck those farmers whose lives are being ruined by the government fuck them fucking let's follow what these 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 common people with briefcases and really nice suits burning our money say because they're not fucking villains are they Brexit's a fucking lie you're all a bunch of cunts Good night. you done yeah I'm done Okay, bye. Say goodbye. Oh, bye guys.